great morning. Great morning. Great morning. Welcome back to another episode of Great Morning. I'm your host, Christian Mermer, Merms, Mermdog, whatever the fuck you want to call me. And to the bottom of my computer screen, we have the Fact Queen, my sister from the East, that Puerto Rican mamacita from Spanish Harlem, Stephanie 2.0. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I have family over, so I'm outside right now. And um, shit, Landon started school. Oh, really? And- yeah, he started school. He's what grade sick. is he in? He's in kindergarten. Oh, can, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, of course, he's sick. So Yeah, well, that's okay. It, because... You know, it begins, it begins, it begins, you know. Justin and Elena, they're in, you know, doing high school shit per usual, you yep. know. And, um, you know, grandma, you know, she's, she's being a trooper as it is. Good. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I like how Not we're all wearing doing. the the great morning shirts we, a lot yes. of positive. we got it on yeah. so i i have it my jersey's yeah, over yeah. it but i have it on and uh i'm very got, branded like, right now the last like yeah. two recordings i forgot to wear it and i have two of them i got the black one and the red one and i got a sweatshirt i guess i can start wearing that soon too um but yeah i'm glad to see everyone I need here to buy that well. olive one that one that one is just that shit is fire i have the one with uh our poster on it the uh oh uh, yeah that's right oh i gotta do we have that one in olive i haven't even seen it yet how does it feel I only wore it a couple times, but I'm going to start wearing it more now because it's getting colder. Um, I the when I did put it on, I remember it being comfortable. Yeah, it good quality. Shrink, didn't shrink in the wash or nothing. You know, it was pretty. Uh, it's pretty good. But you know, we don't right. we don't need to promote the these sweatshirts right now. I just want to see. <laughs> we, that that comes at the end of the podcast. So anyway, let let me go ahead, Stephanie. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to hear from you. And uh, to the left of my computer screen, we have the boss, the pimp, the CEO, the truth. Slightly special himself, Jimmy the Shooter. How are you doing today? Doing really well, man. I'm really, 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 really well. Okay. <laughs> How are, are you? you? Because, I mean, are you just lying to the listeners? Or uh, <laughs> you, uh, you know, before this, I'm pretty sure you told us like you haven't slept in seven weeks or something like that. It, you know, three years, three decades, or something like that. No, nah, it has been a very <laughs> long week, right? It's been a long, it's been a long week. I haven't really gotten much sleep. I think since Wednesday, I've racked up about nine or ten hours of sleep. Mm. But on a positive note, it's all for the best. You know, it's all for good things. You know, a lot of shit's getting done. Excited about that. That's really all I have to say. <laughs> okay, great. We're I'm uh, a little disoriented right now. I got you. Yeah, it's probably because of that lack of sleep. No, that's that's great, man. I uh, you know, I hope you get some sleep too, but I'm glad you're working on some stuff. Um, you know, while we wait, we actually uh our person is not here right now, but we uh I believe someone actually is coming into this call soon. Uh and before they get here, I figured we could discuss something uh I saw the other day. Well, the other day being yesterday. I watched Netflix's Blonde. Do you guys know what that is? No. The what? That's the new Marilyn Monroe movie. Mm. When did it it come out? Like, when did it drop? Like, a few days ago. Um, So, it's very new. Uh, Andrew Dominic directed it, who's only directed three other movies, but I love all his movies. They're really weird. Um, They're really good. But it was a fucking trip, man. 
like that movie, like that's one of those movies you watch once and then never again because it's very, very, very depressing. It's very sad. Really? It's like they took all. It's like, imagine this. It's like, Jimmy, I'm going to make a movie about your life. But yeah. everything in the movie is just going to be everything terrible that ever happened to you. <laughs> so it's just going to be a two and a half hour long nightmare. Just like fucking horrible. It was rough, dude. There's I thought, no I, happy I thought Marilyn. I thought Marilyn Monroe was like, like, she's like an idol. You know what I mean? Like people idolize yeah. Marilyn Monroe. Wait, but she had a lot question, of problems. Good question. Yeah. Is she really Mexican? The actress Anna de Armas, she's a uh, uh, Cuban-American. No, because I, I don't know. I read somewhere where they were saying that she was like Mexican or some shit. Like oh, that. Marilyn like, Monroe. I don't I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. No, I think I think she was like Scottish English. Like she oh. ancestry. what? Nothing. <laughs> OK, but yeah, it was uh, it was really, uh, you know, I like to talk about movies every once in a while. You guys, I don't know if you should check it out. It's very dark. It's a very dark film and it didn't get the greatest reviews, but I. Hit all his movies don't get great reviews at first, and then they do really well later on. Like they're those kinds of movies where it's like it comes out at first, and people are like, eh. And then like three years later, they're like, this is actually a really good movie. And that happened with uh yeah, his last three, and then it's the same with this one. And I realized why a lot of critics were shitting on it, if I'm being honest. And a lot of it probably has to do with how uh they sh- uh you know played JFK out. Um, JFK does not look like a good person in that film. So did uh did JFK and Marilyn Monroe like have a thing? Yes, and that was known for a while. Um he was he he was listen, I you know, we don't talk about politics here, but like he was a huge womanizer. He cheated all the time, constantly had girls visit him, famous girls, beautiful girls, and there was something especially known with her and there's it just makes him look he doesn't look good in that movie it doesn't it's not a good light on jfk so i'm sure that's why a lot of it was you know there's a lot of uh critics saying like well we didn't really like it because of you know this reason but it's really because of that and it could have been shorter too i don't know it's weird though it's like living through someone's nightmare it was a really weird fucking movie, and hmm. I'm kind of happy I saw it, but I'd never watch it again. It's one. Of those so, would you recommend? Would you recommend it to the people to watch? Yes, because I would give it a uh, seven out of ten if we're doing a rating like that. Maybe a six point five out of ten, but either way, it's still just barely above average. Five is average. Um, so it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't amazing, you know, but it was good, and I would recommend it. I would recommend going into it though with like. Like, be prepared that it's not fun. It's not fun at all. There's no, there's not even like scenes where like they they try to make light of something like like a someone's joking around or something. It's like no, it's 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 just all no, all bad. It's rough (laughs) for like two and it's long. It's like two hours and forty five minutes and it's just rough. Her her childhood was rough. Her marriages were rough. The end of her career was rough. And then she Ah, died. (laughs) But that's the thing about media, though. It's like perception, right? Like, because there had to have been some good point in time in Marilyn Monroe. Like, Marilyn Monroe is the staple for what she was, at least the staple for like generations on end. Like, yeah, it was all about Marilyn. She's an icon, like you said. Yeah, she's an icon. Icon living. Mm. It's it. Yeah, it. She, that's one of the problems I did have because there's no way like she didn't have good times in her life. Like it, there, th- that's that's not realistic. So 
that was one of the problems I had because like I said, the movie makes it look like some perpetual nightmare <laughs> and there's no way it was like that all the time. I'm not saying she had a good life though. Like it's been known for a while. She had a rough time and she had mental issues and her mother was fucking crazy and their marriages oh. weren't good. And you know, she, she didn't like how she was looked at in the public, like some, just some sexy slut. And then, test, 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 test. you know, is bad. Um, but I just heard someone saying, uh, test, test, test. I'm, uh, I, th- I think we have someone here with us in the podcast right oh, now. It, it, do, do you guys, do you guys think it's time? I think it's time. I think it's, Stephanie, you think it's time? I think it's motherfucking time. I also believe it is time to introduce our guest, a returning guest from last season. He just said, my bad. How you doing today, man? Wall Street shooter, man. Good, good, good. What's happening? Happy Sunday. Yeah, today's Sunday. Happy Sunday to you guys. Happy Sunday, indeed. Sorry, Happy I know uh, we're we're trying to we're we're gonna fix our recording days because I know uh, we were a little unprepared when we were like, oh shit, football season starting. So Sunday is the season. Tis the season. Tis, Tis the, the season. season. So I got I a little lucky today though on that because my Rams don't play until five today. Five. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky too because my Patriots said, don't play until four. You said your Rams you became a friend uh, last year? Oh no, I'm from St. Louis originally. So I'm they just messing, I'm just messing with you. I think <laughs> I think they're actually I think they're I think they're following me because you know, like it was a hard childhood coming up being a Rams fan because you I know, know whatever they were in the Midwest, it was just a terrible, terrible yeah. experience. You know, we didn't ha- you know, we never won. You know, I think we won a Super Bowl in ninety nine. Yeah, you got that one, I think it was 98, 97, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Right yeah, there. something around that time. And you won it actually in Georgia, too, in uh, Atlanta. Yeah, I was going to remember that. And Great time. But that was back in, like, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce. You know what I mean? Like, they just had the goats. Is it yeah. is it two Super Bowls now that they're in California? Or three? One. One. Oh, okay. one. Yeah. Bowl, yeah. No, it was you've like, gone to the Super Bowl a couple times, though, right? Shooter, what's your uh, what's your team, man? Atlanta Falcons. Oh, you guys are actually oh. Bills right now. We're playing. Uh, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Playing, oh, no, the, uh, the, the Browns. Ravens. That's the Ravens. That's the Ravens. Ravens, Ravens are are playing the Bills. Playing, we're playing the Browns right now. Yeah. 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 How yeah. they doing? Oh, that's a, that's a, it's tied right now. 10 10. Halftime. It's not bad. Half-time. How are the Falcons this year? Uh, we're trash. <laughs> it's a rebuild man i don't care yeah. i mean they're 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 telling all the fans that oh we're gonna play hard football and be competitive which is fine you know but at the end of the day it's a rebuild i mean you get rid of julio we trade matt ryan away mm. i mean mm-hmm. you don't have but one person from the super bowl team i no. mean it's a, it's a rebuild it is what it is man and i embrace it i embracing it enjoying it still rooting for them um it's a fun team, actually. I'm kind of excited about this team because they're super young and they got a lot of fight and a lot of grit in them. So it's kind of yeah, it's kind of cool to watch this team compared to the last two teams that were just like they're collecting the paycheck. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. 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 100%. You know, I feel, you know, we'll stop talking about football here in a second because, you know, this isn't a sports podcast. I know, you know, we try we try not to do that, but I'm really concerned for the Patriots, uh, which, you know, I know no one gives a shit about being a Patriots fan, but um, I'm concerned that we will never ever have uh, that dynasty again. We will never have that like that, like it's over. Like I, I'm really afraid of that. And I, I hope one day we can, we can get back to it, but it's. Damn bro. You won five championships. <laughs> six. six my bad i mean and, jesus dude like i know but i mean hey man if you're a fan you know you gotta 
you got to keep hoping. So, but I mean, I'm scared. I mean, I guess it's it's over. I have, but but like it's bad. Like I have a feeling like I'm not going to see the Patriots go to the Super Bowl again for like another 40 years or something. Jesus. Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing about like, all right. So Patriot fans, to me, they're kind of like the next American team next to like Dallas Cowboy fans, quote unquote. Here's yeah. what I'm saying before you get on my shit, right? I'm so Dallas, everyone's like, oh yeah, Dallas, Dallas Cowboys is America's football team. Now Dallas, the only reason Dallas Cowboys are even like able to to get the drafts that they're able to do is because like they're never going to lose on merchandise like they'll always sell out because like they have diehard fans but patriot fans even though the team was really good for a really long time that's kind of like the tier of like well you know what patriots let's go you know this is america this is what we're doing. i don't know right. man it was a good team it was actually a good team so like you want to go for like an american team it's like not an American team, quote unquote, but like, yeah, Patriots. I know. I take solace in that, knowing that I was alive during that time to see them be amazing. Go. So I'm, uh, I'm happy about that. But anyway, you know, that's enough football talk. <laughs> we we got to talk about you, man. We haven't seen you in a minute. First of all, tell us how you've been doing. What have you been up to since we last talked to you? Tell man, the listeners been, what's up. It has been a minute, man. And, um, you know, I'm just staying tapped in, staying locked in, man. Uh, trading stocks market family yep. all in that not in that particular order man but uh <laughs> <laughs> since then i believe i only had one kid now i have two little girls Ooh, uh, congratulations appreciate it. i got it they just appreciate it, appreciate it um so my eldest is now three and my youngest just turned one they're both uh Aust- uh August babies, 14th and the 22nd. So I, I thought you were about to say they're both Australian. I was about to say what? that, man. I was trying to get my <laughs> thoughts together. <laughs> uh, two birthdays, huh? Right there. Yeah, man. So we just do a, uh, a whole weekend of birthdays. Uh, that'd be go. the first and last time we'll do separate birthdays. Yep. Uh, moving forward, we'll be doing combined birthdays. And that's just gonna have to get to smart. That's, that's very, very smart. That's, that's good financial thinking on your part right there. Damn. And it's only but fair because my three-year-old is in this whole mind and everything belongs to her. So we just wanted to make sure that the one-year-old will have her day mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. we start combining and everything. So uh, so that happened. Okay. Um, still trading, still doing crypto. Uh, I think I had the, I had the discord when we first uh, when I first interviewed with you guys. Uh, that's been going well. Been uh, teaching a lot been doing a lot of course one-on-one coursing teaching people how to do stock options etc and i wrote a book i just released a book what yeah i wrote a book um it's actually a crypto book no oh my god wow (laughs) where can we get it wait actually you know what we'll talk about that later yeah we'll talk about that later i'm sorry but like yes i would love a copy of that i will i will get that as soon as i can for sure Um, but and i would love it if you could sign it as well that'd be really cool Um, (laughs) we we went ebook we went oh gotcha gotcha didn't crypto like outrank tech companies for like the third quarter of the year or some shit like that uh yes they actually did outrank the tech companies uh but you'd be surprised i mean the tech's been carrying this whole bear market um i was talking a few months ago um right when we were pretty much at like the just bloodiest months in the uh in the yeah. stock market um if we're gonna get out of this bear market it's gonna be on the back of the earnings of big tech companies. And as you saw during that whole big tech week, it was like two weeks where you had Apple, Tesla, NVIDIA, all the big boys. And they were pretty much lifting us through the bear market. But overall, man, we can't beat the whole 
R word, right? The recession. I don't care. They, they haven't announced it. I understand that. But the stats and statistics show that we're definitely in a phase, a phase of the recession, regardless yeah. if they're not going to admit it or not. And we know why. If you don't know why, we've got the middies coming up, mid-elections coming up, and nobody wants to hear that word while they're in their mid-elections, right? But they're going to yes. talk about it. So get ready. But we're definitely there. December, January timeframe, big R words coming out. Just be prepared, man. It's rough. The prices for a lot of shit have gone up. I've seen gas go down a little bit, but the thing about gas that people forget about is it always goes down a little bit after the summer just because there's less distance driving anyway in the country. So it always goes down a little bit after the summer, but it hasn't gone down a substantial amount. And yeah, I mean, the prices for other things have gone up and it's the R word is is here. It's coming. It's It's definitely here. It's, it's here. definitely her. And it's here I, now. It's it's scary. I was actually that's one of my first questions I wanted to get into with you is how long I guess I should say like that. How long do you think? And I know it's so it's so hard to predict, but how long do you think it'll be until the market gets straight again and even goes up? Because like, you know, right now I'm looking at an article right now. Sure. And it's like it's like an all-time low. I read something that September it was like the worst September since September in 2002 or something like that. Yeah, it's been pretty bloody, man. And uh, to your uh, to your your question, uh, I don't know, man. I don't like to play the prediction game, right? Because that's yeah. very dangerous, yep. uh, especially if there's listeners here that are new to the stock market or crypto market, and they're looking for a little little hint of financial advice to start buying. Yeah. Uh, but if I was to have to. I mean, I'm looking at it like this. This is how I'm preparing myself. Uh, currently, I'm not buying a lot of stocks. I'm buying some crypto here. Um, okay. I'm stacking a lot of dry powder. Dry powder is pretty much p- link, slang words, lingo words for the market guys of putting money aside, right? If I had to put a time frame on it, right? And for those who are listening, this is this is not set in stone. No, of course not. This is not this is not financial advice or anything like that. Please do your own research. If I had to put a time frame on it, I'm looking at I'm prepared to see in the market change anywhere between 2024 early mm. Q1 and 2025. And 2025 would be more so for cryptocurrency for okay. the next bull cycle just based off of how Bitcoin operates in a 4-year phase. So for stocks, I'm looking like 2024, first quarter, maybe quarter two, um, and then maybe late 2024 crypto, early 2025 for the bull run. And for the listeners, for the listeners, when you say Q1, you mean quarter one, right? Quarter one, quarter physical one. Year, physical year, yeah, so fiscal year. Fiscal year, yeah. Quarter Jan- one. Is that January, February, March? Or is yeah, that January, January, February, March, April? Nice. Yeah. All right. So well, excuse I have- me, January, February, March, three. Well, I got some yeah. political news on that, right? You got, we're not going to talk too much politics, but I do have like a like a little insight on some things right now. Yeah, tread carefully. Yeah, we're treading super carefully. I'm not okay. going to be like F Biden. Yeah, don't, yeah like, I would don't never because I would never get on. The, I would never <laughs> get on. The, I would never get on the podcast. And be like F Biden. Biden's trash, right? I would never be like Biden. You're trash and say that. I'm, I'm not. We, Biden's we trash j- on my own podcast. We just joke about it. We just joke about it. I'm not serious when I say like Biden, you're trash. Like there's no heartfelt Jeez, trash Biden. Tra- right. However, oh. moving into to like the global thing. Right. So I, I, I'm not sure if a lot of people realize this, but October 15th, maybe even October 16th. Uh, I'm going to actually have the fact check today 
Ramsey, if you want to pull it up on Google, but uh, President President G, right? So he's coming out with a a new law within China that is going to basically establish him as the leader until he dies. So you're looking into a huge, huge. um, I'm not going to say communism political party, but you're you're. China is going to slowly start turning almost into like a. uh, North Korea, in a way, where like Kim Jong Un is like the leader for until he dies and passes. China's about to do that. So instead of doing four year elections, he's basically going to sign off a law that says he will be in power indefinitely. Now, there's a lot of things up in the air when it comes to like if he does or does not have cancer. But one thing that he said he will do before he dies, like his entire legacy is going to be based off of whether or not they're able to get Taiwan to reunite with China. So China basically takes over Taiwan and like a little bit of history in this. Sorry to be boring on a podcast. A little bit of history of this is Taiwan, the original party of China. Whenever the original party of China did leave to Taiwan and decided to make their own claims, you had two different regimes. So China, like the Taiwanese are no longer claiming that they're Chinese. They're saying we're we're from we're, we're Taiwanese. You know what I mean? But China's like, no, your ancestry is from here. So they feel like they have a belonging. Anyway, there's a strait that goes between China and Taiwan. 80% of everything that flows throughout the entire world, like when it comes to like trade, like a trade route, goes through that strait. And Taiwan, uh, they're the largest distributor of anything with a power button. There's like a little microchip that you put in like certain products or whatever. I don't know. They have, they have something that's like a little microchip that apparently is detrimental to anything with a power button, which is pretty much everything. But if China owns the strait between China and Taiwan, they are going to now control like over 70% of the trade. If they control over 70% of the trade, like right now we're in a recession, but our recession is like what? 1.5 to 2.6% of that range. If China controls that straight and then they decide to chokehold anything, you're looking at a 20% inflation rate, which means like your generations, uh, your grandchildren's generations, the generations after that, it's it's hard because right now our inflation is really not insane. You're looking at like a 2.6% max. I know I said 2.5, but you're looking at like a maximum 2.6%, 20%. You're looking at $30 for bacon. Just because yeah. China can say so. so <laughs> I, mean, dirty, I mean, bacon's right now 15 bucks, bro. I know. You, you know what I'm it's saying? Already, it's already a little pricey. Uh, yeah, you're, $1,000 for some bacon grease, Mike. Breakfast. But now, I, it's I have a question, though, for all this. that, And this is going to sound crazy at first, but hear mm-hmm. me out. Here's a solution, and it might not work. And I, I want someone to tell me why this is not a solution and just a crazy idea of mine. Yeah. What is stopping... And I think I know, but I mean, like, what is stopping American businesses from just leaving China and coming here and doing it here, doing everything here? <laughs> that way, trading with China is at a minimum or uh, to nothing. And we don't have to worry about something like that. What, what is stopping that? Does anyone know? I don't. I don't know. That's why it's, it's not a it's not a rhetorical question. This is where this is where conspiracy theories come into play. <laughs> but I think I think the answer might be because it's just cheaper labor in China. Like it's can, definitely a cost thing, right? So yes. I mean, you talk about manufacturer costs. If you ever got into merch or even paid attention to, um, you know, the, some of the biggest corporations, Nike, Adidas, they all 
are manufacturing overseas, right? Yep. Big Nike, one of the biggest. Oh, my daughter's in here. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we understand. She's like, blow up these balloons. I'm talking about China and cost. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we're talking about Nike, one of the biggest companies um, in apparel, shoe, et cetera, right? Even technology, if you want to throw them in there. And we don't have big manufacturing. I mean, I can't even think of a big manufacturing company in the United States besides Ford, GM, et cetera, right? So yep. when you're looking at... <clears throat> When you're looking at cost efficiency, and I've been in the apparel market, I even I've done business overseas as well too, because it's just cheaper. When you're trying to get apparel done here in the United States, it's like, yeah, it's made in the United States, hoorah, right? All that. But then you know, if I'm getting a bunch of sweatshirts made, I'm paying 13, 14, 15 dollars per shirt. And how can I turn around and sell that sweatshirt for 20, 25 bucks? You can make some profit, but in reality, I'm going to have to sell that shirt or a sweatshirt for $40, $45 to really make margins. But if I can go overseas and I'm talking, I mean, China, Taiwan, Pakistan, like all those major manufacturers over there, and I can get sweatshirts made for three, four dollars, and then I can come back and sell it for 25, 30 bucks. I mean, those are great margins. So it just comes down to just being cost efficient. And people say, well, the the manufacturing order sucks. It really doesn't, right? That's just the narrative, the narrative to get you to come over into America and, and shop higher. At the end of the day, as a business owner, the name of the game is buy low, sell high, right? So mm-hmm. it's definitely costs. There's contracts that have been placed way before we were born dealing with these major corporations such as Nike. Um, I mean, we even work with Sony. Sony's one of the big chip manufacturers. Why do we we have chick manufacturers in the United States? Why are we still working with Sony? Cost, right? Relationships. Yeah, baby, you can color. Wait, <laughs> color on what? <laughs> color. No, but to but to kind of to kind of talk about that a little bit, I love that you brought that up. There's kind of a double-edged sword on that, right? One thing that I love is like, yeah, you get to buy low and sell high when everything's open China. Like, for example, it's kind of like letting big brother let little brother do the wrong thing just so big brother kind of wins it's like you know the big brother's like hey go over there and throw this rock at this window and all costs are on little brother when he's talking about the market and trade and stuff like that like you have to look man like china like they produce iphones right but they also have children that are 13 14 years old cleaning 2000 screens a day for like 30 cents you know what i mean because they know that their family needs it and they're going to do it right um, but at the same time, the caveat is you get to buy low, sell high with that margin, but there's a huge thing in global trade right now. So like, for example, let's talk about something that everybody kind of knows, especially when it comes to drop shipping. Like if you look at a company like Alibaba, right? You got Alibaba Express and all that stuff. You could sell, like, you know, you could drop ship from Alibaba, but unless you're one of those predominant companies like Sony, kind of like you said, you're not going to get a quick turnaround. You're going to look at like, yeah, you buy low, sell high, but that sweater's coming five, six, seven weeks, you know what I mean? After the order's placed. Whereas I feel like, you know, if you kind of value the customers a little bit more, there's a little bit more safer margin. And in the aspect of like, you order something online, you're going to get it within five to seven business days, right? That's kind of like what people want, or you can get quick shipping. And that's a benefit. That's the only benefit to buying all American products, right? Is that you can buy a sweater, that's made in Tennessee and it'll get to California within five days. Vice, you buy a sweater in China and now you have 
ships getting stuck in straits and all this other stuff. And like, you know, you're dealing with like the global aspect of trade and it's going to take two, three months down the line. And then it shows up on your doorstep. And you're like, oh shit, that's right. I did get that. Right. So it's definitely a double-edged sword. But if we do bring businesses back, right, like small businesses within America, if people can just kind of lower their ego a little bit because like like i said i feel like it's a, I feel like it's a conspiracy thing man That's, like people people want to take advantage I, of everything you're either taking advantage of time or you're taking advantage of product i was gonna you know ask I mean? that too because like i'm glad we're kind of on the same page because like right now it seems like the only solution to it is everyone sucks it up and they're like all right we're only gonna buy like american or european and canadian stuff that way we can keep it all here or the companies come back from selling overseas and, you know, having their companies overseas and doing it here in America and having to, you know, unfortunately charge more and, you know, pay their, you know, employees more. And it doesn't seem realistic, but it seems like the only kind of solution we have to this problem right now, because obviously this is only going to get worse, right? It's not going to get better, right? It can't get better. It's not going to get better, right? Just like buying everything from another country that, at some point, it's going to be like they own us. You got to look long term. Let's talk. All right. Let's talk principles of war. Right. This is like a. Um, I'm going to give as much as I can away with a, a, a public confidential clearance, I guess. But let's say right now, China, <laughs> China is producing ships, naval vessels, right? 600 percent faster than America. OK. Right. 600 percent times faster than America, whereas like they're building them faster. They the are building they, they they're about to they do have the largest fleet in the world. They don't have the experience. They don't have the expertise. They go by script. They right. have. Their, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't have everything they, down. They're not learned. They haven't learned like we learned. We're like, yeah. all right. So we wait. We see. You know what I mean? Like we're not we, we don't plan. They go by like script. we train a lot. They don't. <laughs> trained, yeah, and we've been let, like let's be real man america's been fucking shit up since at least for a long america time in america you know what I'm <laughs> when it comes to that navy stuff for sure <laughs> when it comes to that navy shit yeah yeah for sure we've been fucking shit up for a long time but let's talk about this right let's talk about longevity let's talk about how china's thinking a little bit if you can mass produce a ship way faster than your opponent <laughs> i'm talking like detrimentally faster than your fucking opponent you think that first strike is going to matter because at the end of the day, regardless, let's say we go to war and we we have risks, right? And I'm not talking like ORM risk, which stands for like operational risk management. I'm talking about like you have risk where you say, if I send this ship in, I'm willing to lose this ship, this crew for this, right? Be- for strategically so we can do X, Y, Z. Cool. We sink 75% of China's ships. China sinks 20% of our ships. We are going to take way longer to get our assets in place. Whereas China, three to five years later, are ready to come back with the same fleet, if not a little bit more. That 25% plus 100% of that 600% more mass production. You know what I'm saying? So right now, there's a huge thing where it's like we are really trying to shut down Z or Zay or however the fuck you say his name from taking over Taiwan, from choking the economy. Because if he chokes the economy and then we do go to war, which is kind of inevitable, right? Because that's like his life goal. But You're looking at an opponent that's going to not only like give you a quick lightning war, like a quick strike, but you're looking at somebody who's going to be able to go to the corner, get brushed off, spit in the cup, you know what I mean? Get the blood off his face and then come back while you're still 
extremely exhausted. And I don't know if you've ever played Fight Night on a PlayStation, but when your player is extremely exhausted, <laughs> you're not going to win. I understand that. X that. button's coming slow. Yeah, and, and that's a good <laughs> analogy, but I don't, that's what I'm getting at is like, I don't even think it would lead to war because they just make so much money off of us anyway. Like, why go to war with something you're profiting? You're already over? making money off of because you're already you, making money. Yeah. I mean, all right. So they love the fact that they're making money off of us, but at the same time, they're not. They're just accumulating enough debt to where they can, it's like what they're doing in Africa. They're accumulating enough oh, debt. That's a whole eventually, other eventually, it's going to be like, you owe us. So what do you do? You move in, right? That's what we're doing because, yeah, they're not making money. What they're doing is they're they're literally consolidating our debt. We're not yeah. paying anybody back. We're not even paying ourselves back. We're like, at this point in time, right now, the way the economy is flowing is we are giving enough money to bank on taxes and tax write-offs just to get a large enough lump sum. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not making money. We're printing off federal funds that's going to eventually create a depression. Yeah, I mean, it's- but I don't know, I'm not an expert either, man. I'm not an expert, but that's, that's why I want to, uh, Shooter, what do you, what do you None think? None of this is fine. Shooter, what? And this is, not, none of this is financial advice. None of this is <laughs> financial advice. It's, I'm not an expert and I'm not a, kinda, I'm not a guru. It's kind of taking a strange turn. Shooter, what do you think? What do you think, Shooter? What do you, what do you think about all this? What do you think is going to happen? I'm kind of leaning towards to your sentiment and looking at the big picture, long-term picture, but I'm also leaning towards- uh, Kristen as well, too. Like, why would you mess with your biggest, in a, let's say, customer, right? Yeah. Um, essentially, pretty much. Essentially. I mean, we're pretty much the, their biggest customer, right? Yeah. We're not a partner. We don't have a partnership. Or maybe we do have a partnership. Mm, maybe. Oh, Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> oh, God. We're going to lose conspiracy theories around. Is, uh... <laughs> I mean, we can, keep, we can get into the whole conspiracy theory uh, later. But no, I mean, why would you... I'm, like I said, long term, yeah, it could it could get to that point where, you know, if Taiwan do decide and I mean, Russia's already in bed with China, allegedly. And if they get Taiwan, I mean, yeah, you can definitely see our economy suffer due to the fact of that majority of our biggest companies are overseas man, dealing with their manufacturers or mm -hmm. even import export, mostly export. Right. Um, but I'm also on the other side of the fence of. You know, if you look at it, and I hate to put this into analogy, but, you know, uh, in a sense of, you know, if you're in the dope game, right, <laughs> and you got your best corner boy out there hustling, and you got somebody that's not a good hustler or your least least favorite corner boy that's not putting out money, and they both get hit, who are you going to get out first? Who are you bailing out first? So we're mm -hmm. the best corner boy for China right now. So, you know, if the end goal of his legacy is to go to war with us and NATO, then, I mean, shit, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, if y'all want that type of smoke, let's see it. Let's see how it plays out. I'm very confident in in us. I don't know about everybody else in NATO, but I'm pretty confident in Navy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty confident in the United States. That's a great sentence. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. We're all in. We're all in bed with each other in some, some, some mm. type of way. We don't know. We don't know what type of underlying handshakes or underlying agreements or any of that when it comes to financial, right? Um, if he gets to one day, he wake up and be like, you know what? Hey, Putin, it's time. Let's let's flip the switch. Then, you know, they flip the switch and then we just see what happens afterwards. Unfortunately, so, a lot of people going to die. It's going to be mass casualties. And at the end of it is based on greed, power and money, man. That's what it just comes boiled down to. But I don't feel like I don't, I don't feel I'm sorry to cut you off, man. Oh, you're right? good. 
China and Russia, they don't have the best relation. They're not allies, right? Like Russia doesn't want to see China be the superpower, but China doesn't want to see Russia be the superpower. Russia doesn't want to have like a fleet and a force, right? And then China's got a fleet and a force. Russia is good at cyber. Like they are extremely good at cybersecurity. So if China's like, hey, Russia, like, let's say we get some shit down. I'm like, hey, China, can you give us some, or hey, Russia, can you give us some intelligence? Russia might just be like, mm, I don't know, man, she might fucking win out. You know what I mean? It's kind of like they don't like each other, but the enemy of your enemy, you're so that's the weird thing. Enemy because it's enemy. a triangle right now. It's a pyramid of uh, superpowers. So it's not it's not one against the other. It's like, who do we who do we want? Who do we think is not going to fuck with us the most that we could side with here? Yeah. That's, and that's the scariest thing, is, the scariest thing is uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine. China didn't think like, oh, Russia, you shouldn't have been China was like, you're an idiot. Yeah. You guys are stupid. You publicize your attack. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, of course, this is going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? That's enough about politics and global. Yeah, let's let's. You know what? I can talk stuff, about it all day. But yeah. here, I, it's actually time. I Well, you know, I think it's time. Uh, we have other questions coming up written down, but uh, I think it's time. Jimmy, do you think it's time to? To, to, to do something to do you know something with a something with words here you think it's oh, oh, my thing is long. Yeah, oh we're coming <laughs> back oh we're coming back and uh stephanie do you think it's time you think it's, what's going on you think it's time oh now she froze never mind jeez the, hell, <laughs> the hell's going on over there stephanie you okay anyway shooter i think it's time up, that man? we uh we do one of our favorite segments we like to do here at great morning and that is of course the word of the day Oh man. Word, 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 word of the day. Oh. Y'all, y'all gave me something funky last time, and I, I can't know. Even, it was, it can't was... even remember what it was. <laughs> that the Game of Thrones Bible? Hey, yeah, man. That's, that's, dude, man. That's, that's a relic. That's, what is that? So, that's the big old dick. Shooter, you were here last time to do the word of the day, but I'm going to go ahead and explain it again because it's kind of changed slightly. Since season three and just so the listeners listening in can hear the rules again. So how it works is Jimmy's going to open up the big old dick there, right? It's a very old dictionary that's been Jimmy's family for 5,000 years. So he's going to open it up to a random page. He's going to put his finger down on that page. He's going to lift his finger up and whatever his finger landed on will be our word of the day. Jimmy will then give you, you know, the definition. He will spell the word for us. If it's an archaic word, I will look it up on my end and see what a modern day definition of the word is and then tell you that. Your job afterwards is to then use that word in a sentence. Now, with season four of Great Morning, we are grading these sentences uh, for our season finale on three specific criteria. How funny the sentence was, uh, how creative the sentence was, and of course, if you use the word correctly. So if you hit all three of those, it's going to be a great sentence. If you hit some of them, it's going to be good. You know, You know how it works. You've done it before. So do you understand these rules? Yeah, let's get it, man. Hell yeah. Um, and Jimmy, whenever you're ready, let's hear that word of the day. All right. And if you can view my Bible yep. or my freaking dictionary. I really want to know where you got this book from. My grandmother. So <laughs> really. Yeah, I'll, I'll get some I'll get into the history of it uh after I was super okay, cool. Super cool, super crazy grandma. Bam. Rear. R- rear. Like to the rear, like a rear of a car. Oh shit! My bad. Rear arc. Rear arc. Rear arc. Why? My finger was coming around the other side. Rear arc. Rear arch. Rear. Can you can you just spell it? R e a r space 
A R C H, rear arch. Yeah, rear arc. Like um, the foot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, the rear arch. The definition in this is the arch carrying the inner part of the thickness of a wall. <laughs> when the exterior face <laughs> is carried differently, as where a door piece or window piece is elaborated in design, leaving half or more of the thickness of the wall to be supported apart from it. Rear arc. Okay, so common or you know, yeah, common day definition <coughs> is an inner arc, an inner arch of an opening, as for a door or window that differs in size or form from the external arch of the opening. So here, let me let me help you out. I'm gonna share my screen. Let me pull up a picture for you. Can you okay, cool? So you're on your computer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you don't have to. So let me let me do this for us. Let me type this in and because this is of course. Oh man, it would have been so much better if it was just rear. I was like almost excited. I'm like, oh, he's got a pretty good one. And then and Jimmy's finger, like, man. No, yeah, man. I moved the finger. There's more to this word. <laughs> of course there is. So, all right, here, let me share my screen with you guys. And it's sharing. Uh, can you see this? I see you sharing, but there's nothing on there yet. It should just give there me we a go. second. There we go. Okay, cool. <laughs> so it's like this. It, it looks like mostly it goes for like this area. And can you see my uh Yeah, house? I got you. Like this part of a tire, like the above the tire of the car. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh that's your word <laughs> of the day. There we go. God damn dictionary. All right. You know, I could make a shake. I should. I think you can make a shake too. Oh, okay. I, I was gonna. I was gonna say you might oh, say man. something that he can oh. I know. All right. You just got to get creative, man. There we go. There's no rules if it makes sense. Sure. I'm. I'm. I, I got that. I'm. I'm thinking about the whole funny aspect of it because this yes. is. Can you put that picture back up, please? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, of course. It's trying to get some uh, inspiration. I'll, I'll keep here. it up. I'll just keep it up until we're done with the word of the day. Um. There we go. Just give it a second. It should be up. And you're looking for like a sentence. Like, I just can't even like, can I just blurt out something? Like, you can, um, like can I make like a, like. It's your word. It's, it's your my word. word. It's your day. It's got, yeah, it's got to be a sentence. But I people was, have given us songs or like. A I was going to put it in like a story content. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like that two works. people were talking type. Okay. Yeah. You can do Is that. that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You got to write this down, though. I don't need to write it. It's recording. Yeah, I'll write it, it down. Recorder. <laughs> write it down later. It's gonna be I'll write it down later. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna review the audio. Okay, yeah. cool, Jimmy. I need you on this. All right. I need you to be a homie because I'm gonna tell a story and I just need you to answer. I need you to provide like context or like emotion or whatever the case may be, right? Oh my God. I'm gonna do most first, of the oh, okay. I'm this gonna do most of the, the talking. Okay. This is already yeah, yeah, yeah. This is outside of the box already. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I already okay. like this. You ready? I'm ready. ready. I just, this is totally improvised. No, improv. All right. You ready? Here we go. We're ready. Jimmy, what's up, man? Hey, yo, what up, Doc? Hey, man, you can't even believe this, man. I was out spinning a block the other day. She came across this little shorty, man. Word? He was looking really like vibish and everything. Word? You know, I just got the new whipper, right? So I came through and I was in the X6 BM. I pulled that one out the garage. So I busted a right, right? Right, right, right. And this damn dog ran across the street, my boy. Dang. So you ran across the street. So I had to swerve back left. So I don't hit the little motherfucker you did because I don't want to yeah, get yeah. Peter involved. So I ain't want to go ahead and splat him against, against against the concrete, right? I don't even fuck with Peter like that though. But when I swerved back to the left, my boy, yeah, I messed around and ran into that taco shop and hit my rear. 
arch, bro. I mean, God. caved the 22 into the Dang. rear arch, bent it all up, my boy. God damn, my boy. That's crazy, my boy. That's just a splat, splat, my boy. Damn. But then you know the crazy thing about it? What that? The dog ran by, looked at me, gave me the side arm, took mm-hmm. a shit right there, and kept it pushing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> God damn. God damn, boy. So here That's I am. Bad, my boy. So here I am. Rear arch hanging off the motherfucker. I mean, just, just, just hanging away, dangling away, man. My 22 scratched all the way up. Rear arch on the ground, dog. I ain't been fucking with hanging since the 1800s, my boy. Oh, my God. Hey, <laughs> but on the bright side, I went to the taco shop. Yeah. Got me three surfing turfs. So everything yeah. is all good. Oh, that shit sounds great, my boy. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Wow. You know what? That was, that was actually that, that, that was great. great. That, that was really good. That was really good. Appreciate Definitely got some it. creative points there. That was that was great. That was that's actually really refreshing. <laughs> we haven't had a good that was good. All right, cool. I'm gonna be happy to grade that one. Uh, <laughs> that was the first time I've ever been invited to someone's. That was it. that's why I'm saying people out of the box, man. It's that's very out of we. As long as you say more than just the word, it is acceptable. So I think I mean that was I think that was the best way to kind of explain that man. That word was yeah. already thrown off. Like if I would have had the rear, that was just dope. That I was just dope. Like that yeah. was just that was so freaking creative, man. That. Super appreciative. Thank yes, you for that. I'm yeah, excited. For sure. That uh, well, I mean, we're close to the end of the season, so we, you're people are gonna get you know let they're gonna be informed soon of who made it to the top ten list. And uh, I don't know, I don't. Can I grade it? Or is that biased? Because I mean, that was fire. Yes, you can because he you didn't know um how that was gonna go. That yeah, you know, you didn't have a script. You just went with yeah, it. Man. You just went with yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. Wayne was, Brady, it man. I appreciate you. Yeah. So if if you had known beforehand, yes, it would be unacceptable but that was not the case so that is fantastic thank you so much shooter for that <laughs> yeah, yeah man really, i appreciate that man really appreciate that um but let's let's get back into it there was another thing we discussed um we kind of wanted to discuss about stocks uh so and it's funny because i we tried not to get too much into politics before and we totally fucked that up um man, we jumped right into it we jumped it right great. into it i think it was just, Super great. Yeah, I know. I know you do, but I don't. I I don't know if all the listeners like that, but I mean, it's fine. So, but I do have another question for you. And again, this is not biased. We're not going to put it on a Republican side or a Democrat side, but it does involve politics. A lot of people, right? They complain about how Congress people, right? They'll help push laws Uh that help them pretty much like get a stock or a company bigger, so they can put down money and invest in that stock and then they make more money sure. because they control the laws right and again i'm not saying this happens more with democrats or republicans or both no it's whatever. it's all of them but go ahead it's all of them so <laughs> it really is it's all of them so i wanted to hear your opinion about that and how like us like how you know we're not involved in politics we're sure average every day-to-day working people here um and I like that about us because, you know, we're not trying to preach anything to the people who listen to us. So I wanted to hear your honest opinion on how how that works, maybe. And then also how you think we can, you know, uh, help uh, not fight against it, but help us also be able to make money through something like that. I mean, overall, it's bogus as fuck, right? Yes. Like, that shit is just totally mm-hmm. whack. It makes no sense. They've been doing it for a long time. And I say yeah. they, I mean the collective of everyone in power, right? Yes. Any any House member, Senate member, et cetera, et cetera. They've been doing it f- for a long time. Yep. And the only reason why is 
it's came to the forefront is because you have social media. Yep. Right. And I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and mention her name. I don't know if y'all want me to or not, but Nancy, good old Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew it. I knew it too. I'm like he's going to Let's say talk it. about Nancy. Let's talk about old Nancy. And uh, this is all allegedly. I don't want nobody to get sued or anything for like definition no, of character or whatnot. But at the end of the day, the reports is out. I mean, you're you're sitting in these meetings, especially when we're talking about the semiconductor bill that got passed, right? You're sitting in these meetings. You have all the information, regardless if you say that you don't, you do, right? There's no way that you're the House Speaker and don't know anything what's going on, what Biden and his people are putting together as far as the semiconductor. You understand that we're trying to what we talked about move from overseas manufacturing to being more competitive with in our own country, right? NVIDIA, AMD, Intel, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you said in these meetings, you know what's going on. Now, you may not put the money up out of your bank account, but you told your old sleepy ass husband about what's going on (laughs) and he decides to invest. To me, that's insider trading. You had information before the public gave him wave, hey, elbow, elbow, you know, nudge him a little bit. Hey, you might want to put a million up in a video or AMD or et cetera, et cetera. Knowing once that news hit Fox, CSBNC, CSNBC, et cetera, retail investors and other institutional investors were going to start pumping up and putting money towards NVIDIA AMD. But you already in it, in the play early with a nice position. So it's like, to me, it's like, it's whack. And the only reason why it came to the forefront is because Retail investors are have social media. They're yep. getting the information. They're asking questions. They're adding the White House, Biden, and all this stuff. Hey, what's going on here? And now they're just like, oh, 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 uh, yeah, we need to talk about that and come up with some rules and regulations about people actively sitting in these chairs in the stock market. No, like, don't make it seem like y'all care. Y'all been doing it for many, many years, many years before we were born, right? They've been getting rich all this. It doesn't make sense to me. And I'm kind of about to go on a rant here is that you have these people in the office in these chairs for 40 and 50 years. They have a set salary, but yet most of these people are millionaires, but their mm-hmm. salaries don't reflect millionaires yeah. as far as what their job is. Yeah. Right. Even the president only makes what, 400,000 a year? Right. 400, something like that, or whatever the case may be. And here they are, got millions of dollars to put up in the stock market, real estate, this, that, and a third. I mean, these are the guys that are setting the rules, man, as. <laughs> We're sitting here playing, we're playing baseball and they're already on third and we're yeah. not even up to bat. That's a great, yeah, that's a great analogy. And it, it, it bothers me also when like, first of all, they get away with doing stuff like that, but then they'll, sometimes they'll preach about like how, like, it's not good to let certain, like say like certain billionaires, you know, lobby in certain positions. Like they like to hate on Jeff, hate on Elon, Jeff and all them. Yeah. Jeff. Right. And it's like, that's fine. You can hate Jeff Bezos. I, like everyone's allowed, you know, their opinion. I'm not yeah, going to sure. say anything about it. But like, it's weird for them to say that, and then then them then making fucking millions. <laughs> millions. on the side. So it's it's it's. I don't know. Like they, I feel like we're becoming more and more uh, knowledgeable about this stuff. Yes, we definitely are. And it, we're slowly not falling for the bullshit anymore. Definitely like, not, man. Retail investor is not the same type of retail investor as our mom and our dads were back in the day. Like we yes. have way too many resources. We have Google. We have YouTube. We have people out there that are mentoring people. We have people that are putting people on game about the stock market. We understand the 
We, when the first step, when you're dealing with stock market or even the crypto market, you need to know who moves the market. It's the mm-hmm. institutional money. Who are the institutional players? Millionaires. It's not us who move the stock market. So we have that one black swan event, right, with GameStop and AMC, um, where a bunch of retail investors got together. Anyone listening, if, if you, for you guys too, if you haven't watched uh, Eat the Rich, the GameStop uh, saga on Netflix, it's a freaking awesome doc about what happened back in January of 2021. Okay. Um, it's a three three part series. They're about 45 minutes, maybe an hour or something like that. But it talks about how retail investors got together via Reddit, uh, Wall Street uh, bets, et cetera, et cetera. And they just talked about the opportunity that came. Think about even think about that opportunity, right? That happened. Congress wasted no time to sit your boy down from uh wall street bets uh what's his name i just watched the freaking doc again his name is his uh his reddit name is roaring kitty uh nice. they pulled him in and he was one of the guys that were talking about GameStop seven months before the actual run-up and he mm. he sat in front of uh congress and all them and said hey i like the stock i talked about the stock the stock was at four dollars he had no inside trading or inside information he just put it out there to to the internet Right. And to his point, he worked in securities. He worked on the market before. He said, I basically had a conversation with, let's say, thousands of people the same way I would sit down with my colleagues and have conversations about stocks. I didn't tell people to go buy it. I let them know that I was buying it. It just took off. Right. But I ain't going to ruin the doc. The doc is very good. But going back to it, it's like, well, they reacted so fast to that. Like somebody had to pay. But here we are with Nancy and her cronies. They are getting rich under the cover, uh, low key. And here we are. Now they want to make rules because all the retail investors, the middle middle America is like, hey, what the what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. this is not right. Right. <laughs> yeah. How are these millionaires uh, making like more millions? This? You think especially in a bear market? How are they making you, millions? You, when it comes to Pelosi, you're like, do you feel like because she really started getting rich back in 08, right? Right. Like her number one investment is real estate and it just so happens that like there was a federal bailout plan you know and she was in politics in 2008 but there was a federal bailout plan in 2008 mm-hmm. and like however much she's worth like millions and millions of dollars like sure. hundreds of millions of dollars right it just so happened that that portfolio kicked off at that time like you're gonna in 2008 mm-hmm. in 2008 like during the crash and the federal bailout plan, no, 2008 right? housing market crash kicked off mm-hmm. recession yep. yeah so it, it does make you think a lot like rubbing elbows and just someone being like hey this is gonna happen so let's do this let's buy this let's buy this like she's taking out loans she's doing right. all this shit. you know what i mean and now she's in the position she is you know and this is not a conspiracy theory for those like it really happened i mean yeah, that, was think real, about, that was real shit it, that's real shit i'm just saying for like the people that's listening like oh y'all just no, this shit really happened in 2008. Do your research, understand what's going on. If she sat in the chair, you don't think she had that information knowing that this was happening behind the scenes. Now, yeah. granted, you had a lot of people going out here getting, uh, I mean, the majority of the, I mean, 2008 was pretty much just uh, bad loans. Bank, pretty much bank was giving out loans. Like you get a loan. You, it was like Oprah, right? Like you had no, <laughs> you had no requirements whatsoever. Oh, you got a 430 credit. It's okay. Here, here's a loan. Go buy you a $600,000 home. Right. But then that, that just triggered a lot of, a lot of bad business. And they knew those bailouts was going to happen. 
I mean, even during this recession, I'm gonna call it right. We're banking on the real estate sector to pretty much carry us. Because if they wasn't carrying us, if people weren't buying homes and et cetera, et cetera, I, I mean, our economy would be so shit right now. Yeah. It would be absolutely. so bad right now. Absolutely. I mean, it's bad, but it would be really, really like, bad. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, do, do you think maybe, do you think maybe, like, so for example, 2008, they left it up to the banks. Mm-hmm. The banks would just loan out money, right? But do you, do you feel like there's a relationship with what happened in 2008, right? almost 15 years ago mm-hmm. to now to where instead of lint, have, giving the banks the money to just give out for this recession, they're doing it under federal policy, AKA, right? What's that shit called when you don't work? Stimulus checks. Unemployment. Stimulus check. Unemployment. Unemployment. Yeah. 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 Like, do you feel like instead of just the loan, like, cause right now, like banks and stuff, they're really not approving too much. Like they're approving a little bit, but they're trying yeah. to like wipe student loan debt and shit. Like they're, they're kind of taking a part away from the banks but they're giving a lot of free money away. They are. A lot. Do you feel like maybe in the future, that's the next move? They're just taking it under their own hands? Like, hey, if we got to give this much money away, we're going to do it and be the good guys. You want me to tell you what I really think in in the future what's going to happen? Please, please. I really want to hear it. This is one uh, world currency. One world currency. Please say one world currency. (laughs) No, I think DeFi DeFi finance is going to take over uh, brick and mortar banking. Mm. No, I, I really believe cryptocurrency. Once it, once, <clears throat> once uh, the, I guess implement. Uh, what I want to say, uh, more institutional money gets behind it, um, and more people start investing into cryptocurrency, and starting to understand the actual power of being decentralized from centralized banking. And there's already platforms and DeFi finance that give better rates than Wells, JP Morgan, Chase, et cetera, et cetera. Once people start understanding how to use those tools and resources and getting that knowledge, I think in the next 10, maybe even 20 years, hell, it might not even be in our lifetime. Uh, cryptocurrency will surpass brick and mortar banking. Uh, once people get that, I mean, let's be, let's be a hundred percent honest, right? Banks only make money as long as we can hold in bank, as long as we're holding money in the bank. Yep. Or if we're requesting money for our loans, uh, car loans, et cetera, et cetera. People not paying a, their bills on time in the sense of overdrafts or even late charges, right? That's where banks majority get their money from. Once people understand like, hey, if I can start putting my money over here, getting a better return on my money, what do I need a bank for, right? If I'm over here using in DeFi where I can take out a loan or leverage against crypto assets that I have for a better, better opportunity to make more money, or using these DeFi credit cards that are partnered up with Visa and MasterCard and debit cards, and I'm earning Bitcoin, Ethereum, or whatever at a two to three to four percent clip just using the card, or even understanding staking the rewards where I put X amount of dollars into a staking pool and I can earn up to nine percent a year. Once people start understanding that, what are we gonna need a bank for? Like, what are we what are we really gonna need to start putting our money over there for? Right. So that's that's what I think once the education comes in and it's being the the the, the infrastructure is being in place. They say by 2025 1 billion there will be 1 billion people trading in cryptocurrency. Wow. I love the stock market. I love the crypto market a lot more yeah. because the stock market has been proven of manipulation from higher ups. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can make money. Yes, you can get a return, 
But as you, as I'm pretty sure you guys have seen, heard on social media, or even part of cryptocurrency, the returns are way more. So building that, we're going to fill in that economy, that uh, that financial gap between the super rich and the common folk like me and you sitting here. So I personally think in 10, 15, I'll even say, I'll say 20 years, right? DeFi finance is is going to replace traditional banking. You can't fight the internet. You can't fight the tech. You can't fight technology. No. Think about where we came from, from having eight tracks to CD players, to Walkmans, to iPads, to iPods, to cell phones. I mean, shit, some of y'all might be old enough, but how did we used to do video? Handycam, Sony. Mm-hmm. That big mm-hmm. shit, you know what I'm saying? That big ass shit you had to like hold with like your elbow and your hand. A thousand pound camera. Right now you can do everything on your cell phone. 4K, 8K. Slow-mo. Yeah, slow-mo, all that stuff. So you, you can now outrun technology and innovation. Cryptocurrency is technology and innovation. It ain't just meme coins of sheep and, 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 and doge. A lot of these projects that I'm invested in in the AI that are working with some of these robotic programs current to date. So once people start getting into that, doing their homework and research and understanding that information, man, we don't need no fucking Wells, uh, uh, Wells Fargo <laughs> and Chase. Bro, I don't even use like, I'm going on a tangent, my bad, but no, good. I'm, on some, I'm on some fuck the bank shit, bro. I don't keep no money in a bank unless I'm paying bills with that. Yep. Everything else, man, I have it in crypto.com Coinbase because I have debit cards there and I stake and regain rewards. Matter of fact, I just bought season tickets <clears throat> to the Clippers. Clippers play in the crypto.com arena. I'm not a Clippers fan, but the Lakers got me on the watch list for like five years oh. on a wait list. Uh, I bought my season tickets there. I earned 4%. Each month that I pay f- for that season tickets, I get 4% on my crypto.com card and in, 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 uh in their native token of uh, Cronus, four percent. So you know what I'm saying. So, 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 so think. And so, if I got my money in a bank, only on the national average for bank interest interest account or savings high interest savings account, zero point zero zero one percent. You can do your own research and go look it up. I think Wells uh, Wells Fargo offers zero point zero one percent. If you had what twenty thousand dollars into that account, how much you making at the end of the year? Uh, Two dollars. <laughs> I was at. I was like, "Hold on, I'm doing math. I gotta do some." My Still brain was gearing. Make it two dollars if you was to hold that twenty k in the bank for the whole year. They giving you a two thousand. They gonna send you an email saying, "Congratulations, you made a dividend check. Congratulations, you earned two dollars for holding twenty k." During that whole time you was holding that money, some banks are, and it's in the fine print in your contract, can hold up to eighty percent of your money to put into investments for themselves. Or loan out to other people. If you ever got to go to the bank and pull out $20,000 in one day, they're going to tell you you're going to need how many days? 30. Two days. 48 hours to get your money. But if you was going to look in your bank statement and do a, on the ATM or even look on your phone, it's going to say you got $20,000. You telling me it's going to take me two days to get my money out that I'm looking at right here on my app? We well, yeah, the pending law. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, so, man, I, I, I love like, that. No, 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 I love that. That was great. No, I, I was glad I love to hear that. about that. I love that, but I want to play devil's advocate a little bit. Electric money is Go already out there. Yeah, I was going to say before we play devil's advocate, Chuck, welcome to the welcome to the episode. Up, <laughs> I didn't see you come in there at first, <laughs> Chuck. This is yeah, Sugar man. man, old guest from uh, last season, um, and <sighs> he is he is killing it with uh, you know the the crypto and stock talk here. Yeah, so man, I lost twenty. I lost twenty G's in the crypto market, but I still believe it. You lost 20 bandos. 20. 
fans. For <laughs> goddamn. Man, will you buy that all time highs? Like a fucking idiot. Man, we gotta talk, bro. My <laughs> green candles, dog. You buy green candles, man. You get re- big red dildos, man. They was red. No, 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 Joe. Check it. Check you it. Gotta check look it. for the nah. reversals. The mm-hmm. shit was the the candles was red. I was buying crypto all the way down. Oh, you was catching that knife, man. Slit your yeah. hand. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, no, oh. it's about to reverse. It's about to turn around. Here come Christmas for crow. Uh, what? What was that? Oh God, negative five percent. Well, it was like it was like a positive five. Yeah. And then the next day it was negative five percent. I was like, oh, this is stupid. This is stupid. And I was like, let me hold on, keep on buying, because I messed up. You know what I mean? Uh, what was it February 27th? Yeah. Of uh 2020, maybe 2020. Yeah. Yeah, man, February 27, 2020. That's when the stock market crashed. Everything on an all-time high. I was like, damn. I remember that day. Yeah, man. Because, because I held on. I was in uh Zom. Man. Let me ask you, again. let me ask you. So you just mentioned Zom, and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm curious. I'm very curious. Uh, sorry to hijack y'all show for a second. That's another 20 bands. Oh, I'm I'm how, just a loser. How how did you how did you <laughs> how did you get into Zom? Or where did like, you hear about Zom? You get into Zom just like you get into anything else. So check. no, 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 no. I'm, I mean, like, did you? Hear I'm so that serious. From my social. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yes, just like from everybody, everybody else, just like everybody else. Everything else is you get the information from social media. So they're like Zom about to come out with these chips for the for you know for animals and you know <laughs> diagnose diabetes in pets. I'm like, dang, pets get diabetes. Okay, this must be something new. <laughs> you know what I mean? So my so my, I I am a man. You know what I mean? He rest in peace. Yeah. He buys Zom at I don't know forty cents or something like sure. that. Zom at two two dollars. So he's like, "Oh, I'm trying to tell you." Okay, so let me let me buy Zom then. All right. So by the time I decide to wake up and actually scratch my ass and buy Zom, nice. It's it's at three, I guess three forty something like that or whatever. Zom hits to like four seven. He sends a text message. Zom going to seven dollars. Oh, say less. He sends me a link and then. uh I click on the link. We watch the video about Zom. I get excited. Oh, oh, time to time to dump it in there. Let's put that money in there. Wait for that seven dollars. What happened? It goes to like I don't know, maybe four ten, like two two three cents. Yeah. And then like you know, I said, let me put it away. You know, because I know how I am. So I put it away. Close the app, whatever. Tell myself I'm gonna stop looking. Just give it a chance. By the time I get back up in that motherfucker, Zom is uh, 80 cents. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait a minute. Wait, what? Yeah. What? So, so I sold it and sent it to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> so, so check me out, man. Check there me you out. You, played, you, you gambled twice. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> right. Hey, man. At least I had I, more I money with the casino. I probably would have did the same day, man. I, I flipped uh, last night. I flipped $60 into $600 at the casino. And so under- what were you playing? Lightning link. I got a theory, man. I got a, I got a method. I got a theory. That's another discussion. That's another podcast. Okay. I want to play. I want to play devil's advocate a little bit about the crypto world, just a little bit. And I'm going to give you three, I'm going to give you three major things that are eventually, cause I 100% agree with you, man. I bought a, my entire home gym, right. Was bought off of cryptocurrency. Like it was trading crypto. And I was like, you know what, man, I just came up easy. $3,000 instant gratification. I'm on a gym. I bought it. Right. Yep. 
So I feel it. I'm 100% on board with crypto and I truly do believe in everything you're saying. 100%. Okay. I'm on your side. But uh, my brain being my brain, I'm going to bring up three major things that I believe are going to be the uh, the timepiece to the crypto world before it takes over, because I do believe it's going to take over. All right. So one, the timepiece, number one, is security. OK, so people right now are in a mindset where they believe 100 percent that, of course, everyone because I have a DeFi, DeFi wallet as well. Right. But of course, I would love to like direct deposit. $8,000 a fucking month into a fucking DeFi wallet, right? But that is also going to fluctuate up and down depending on where the, the crypto market is, even though we all know the crypto market is growing. True. However, if I deposit it into a bank, there are laws in place, right? And there are statements in place and there's contracts in place to where you may get a low dividend in the return. However, you also are guaranteed that that money is in fact your money and it's not going to move up or down. It's like a stale, it's like a stalemate kind of thing. So I'm going to say the first thing is security, right? People deposit their stuff into security because there's federal laws in place, even though it's the Federal Reserve, we all know it's bullshit. There's federal laws in place where at least at the end of the day, they're saying, this is your money. You got your money. Boom. What I don't like about that law is uh, overdraft fees and all this other shit that's kind of like, you know, bullshit. But I'm going to say security is number one. The second thing I'm going to say, right? It kind of ties into number one is the fluctuation, right? You drop kind of like Chuck's story over here, right? You drop money into something, uh, you throw it into your DeFi wallet, you purchase some crypto. The next thing you know, that crypto tanks, you're out of the crypto. So insecurity of inflection, <clears throat> whatever, right? Let's be fair. Chuck gave us two examples and one of them was in the stock market. Mm. True. And that fluctuates as well too, but go ahead. That's two. I just no, had no, to throw that in. hundred percent. Love it. hundred percent. Right. Three. The third thing I'm going to say is, is, is literally a mindset, bro. I feel like the banks have just been around so long that it's going to take generations on generations on generations for that paradigm shift, which is happening right now. You know, we kind of talked about it on the podcast, but as of now, everybody defaults to the bank, one, because of lack of knowledge, but two, because of the insecurity and uncertainty and inflection sure. of how people preach crypto. Sure. So, until like, you know, it's, it's really, it really like, I cannot pay my car bill right now or my car payment. Let's say, well, I don't have really have a car payment, but like, let's say I have a car payment, right? Okay. Is BMW going to take from my DeFi wallet? Like that's research. You got to look like not right. all vendors, but the best part is, is like those cars that you said, you get a 4% back every time you use a card, like a credit card. Sure, you can sure. also direct transfer cash to that card. And I know that that card kind of works like a debit card mm -hmm. um, in a way, but do certain companies associate with the DeFi wallet? Is it accepted everywhere? Because right now banks are, <clears throat> you know? So, okay. So going back to, let's, let's, let's go to your first point, security. So security and the insurance policy in place for like banking. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. Uh, cryptocurrency is definitely the wild, wild west, right? Yep. For me, it depends on what you're, what you're, what you're invested in. Now, I'm not saying that Bitcoin and Ethereum and all those can't be hit with, with uh, hacks, hackers, et cetera, right? But if you're buying shit coins, right? These meme coins, uh, <laughs> these pump and dump plays, yeah, you're gonna get take from, taken for a ride, especially if you don't know how to get it, if you don't not, if you don't get in early enough or get out. But to that point, a meme coin play ain't nothing but a penny penny stock. Cause those penny stocks don't those penny stocks don't last as as well too. But security, I would say for inexperienced 
crypto people are, that are trying to get into crypto, my first suggestion to you is get a get a cold wallet, get a nano ledger, and put all your crypto off exchange and possess it into your cold wallet. It looks like a thumb drive. You probably seen in some of them James Bond movies where they got the briefcase with the thumb drives and yes. everybody get you a heart, get you a cold wallet, secure your crypto. Because at the end of the day, if it's on exchange, you don't own that crypto, right? And that goes to Jimmy's point. Like, okay, well, you don't own it. But just give me an example as far as in sense of how to secure your bags correctly. Move Correct. it off the exchange. Buy it on exchange, move it to your ledger. I have several ledgers in various places. I have a lot of ledgers, actually, and all of them hold purpose for different types of stuff. I keep no crypto unless I'm spinning or using a stable coin to pay for things or whatever the case may be. But I use my big, my big, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, et cetera. Those type of crypto plays are not even on exchange and probably won't even see exchange. So that's one way to fight against the security. Now, is that 100% in a sense of like being hack proof or whatever the case may be? I personally haven't heard anyone's hard uh, code wallet being hacked. I've heard of people losing or forgetting their passcodes or phrases because you have that, these private you have these private phrases. Happening to me. You, you got to keep up with your stuff. Write it down. They tell you to write it down. They give you three pieces of paper to write it down. Just I mean, you just got to secure it, right? You see, just if you have money in the vault in your wall in a bank in, or excuse me in a, in your house, you're gonna you're not just gonna leave the money sitting around the house. Secure it. Put it up somewhere. SEC is getting involved. They're trying to put regulations on it. They're trying to help the investor. They're going to, whatever happens out of that happens, right? But yes, the security measures, yes, yeah, a little shaky, but there's ways to, to, to fight against that. Um, to your second point, um, the fluctuation of, of these projects. I agree with you. There are, there, I mean, there are 80% swings in any, any direction at any given day, but they also have stable coins where they are pegged to a dollar, USDT pegged to a dollar, USDC pegged to the dollar, buds pegged to the dollar, right? Again, they can fail. They can, but they can't you gotta fail. understand Luna, USD, Luna fucked me up. But the thing about it is Luna was built on his own base, on his own blockchain. Luna has some other stuff going on with it. When you're talking about USDT, Tether, that's off of the Ethereum blockchain. You think all that institutional money that's in Ethereum right now is gonna unpeg USDT? Hell no. USDT and USDC ain't going nowhere unless they just shit out the whole cryptocurrency market, which I doubt it because it's so much big money. I doubt it too. In Bitcoin and Ethereum. I mean, you're talking about a two trillion at its high, two trillion market. 64% of that is Bitcoin. Most of that money is from from Nancy Pinozzi and all them, all them type of people, right? <laughs> <laughs> big boys yeah. got money in it. So mm. you so there's so what I'm saying is that even though that the price fluctuates, away, if you got your money in the stock market, stock market is down 80 percent and Bitcoin's down 60. We just Bitcoin, fucked up, dog. I mean, I mean, the economy, the economy, <laughs> we the, just the, fucked up. the markets are the markets are shit right now. But yeah, this is the best time to buy. It's the best time to buy. It is the best time to buy. Why everyone is like, oh, is, you got money. You're getting you're losing money in crypto. You're losing the stock. This is the perfect time that you should be dollar cost averaging than anything. You if you walk in a footlocker right now. And all the Jordans was 80% off. You telling me you're not about to fill up your, your cart? <laughs> on all, all the Jordans that you ever wanted was 80% off. You oh, yeah. telling me, I mean, retros, Travis Scott's, whatever, was 80% off. You're not about to go buy that? No, sir. No. I like no, paying sir. full price. I don't <laughs> give a fuck about Jordan. What about my, my point is that <laughs> no. I'm using that as an example of people, but there's 
there's billions of people that do. And there's yes. billions of people that will look at that 80% off and will run and go get them shoes. It can Absolutely. be 80, it can be if you're Rolex, a Lamborghini, a house, like whatever, 80% off of anything that you ever wanted. You telling me that you're not going to run and go get that? Yep. So uh, no, I would. You, I absolutely would. If you flip your mindset and start thinking about long-term investing, this is where millionaires are actually made in these type of markets. Smart money has been getting rich off uh, since, since this whole stock market been, been a thing. This is where you get, this is where you make your big bucks. So <clears throat> back to uh, Jimmy's point. Yes, the, the market goes up and down. They're stable coins. You can take your profits out. Um, and play it in, and put and place it into that stable coin. Again, you can cash out. If you want to take profits, take your money and put it back into a bank, whatever the case may be. You have different options. And then your last point, uh, what was it, Jimmy? I'm sorry. Uh, paradigm shift. Oh, so generational, right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely going to take some time for us to get there, right? <laughs> Old people get stuck in their ways, right? Yep. They don't want to use, think about when the, the typewriter was there and they, they was like, hey, we about to do keyboard and, and computer. I don't, don't want to do that. I got my typewriter. It works just fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, grandpa, you know what I'm saying? And even with computers and, and the, 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 the uh, in, uh, innovation of technology, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's going to take time for people to, to get in their mindset that, okay, digital currency is here, right? Education is the most important thing. The one thing I will say about this generation, a lot of people don't like this generation. They think they're lazy. They don't work, et cetera, et cetera. They're very smart when it comes to technology and how to use this shit. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they know their value at an early age. So if you think about, there's so many 18-year-old investors, stock market and crypto, right? They're going to push the change. And it's out of you, in a sense, you get down or lay down because the change is going to happen. And you ought to get left behind like your parents who don't know how to, and I'm not saying all parents, but parents that don't know how to text <laughs> or learn how to text and just every sentence is an emoji because they're excited because they're using emojis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shout man. out to my mom. Like you're she's you're taking, yeah, you're, <laughs> Shout you're, out hitting, to you're hitting home, man. <laughs> but y'all, but you, come on, man. Y'all know y'all got, man. My, oh, my no, pops, it's true. My pops used to send those emojis like after every sentence. I'm like, come on, pops. <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace, pops. But uh, oh, rest in peace. Uh, but no, it's 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 gonna take fresh ideas, open, being open minded, and understand that a change has to be. We have to break off the centralized backing of how we look at finances. Hundred percent. And until then, you when people complain, bro, like I sit back and I'm just like. But it, you complain, but they're using the same laws and regular. Like there's way you can use the same techniques they're doing, and I understand it's not fair, man. They've been they've been playing on third base, and we're not even up to bat. But this is giving us an opportunity to get up on get up to bat and get a single, get a double. We can close the gap, but you gotta educate yourself, right? At the end of the day, you just can't go willy nilly into none of the markets, man. You gotta know what you're doing. Because unfortunately, you're going to lose paper. You're not going to dollar. You're not going to dollar cost average. And I asked you, Chuck, about Exxon. The reason why I asked you about Zom, because I remember they were talking about it on social media and YouTube and everybody's trying to get Zom pumped up. And I'm yeah. sitting back like, don't nobody know anything about an animal and, the, and, and chips that they're like, it, does, it didn't make sense. And nobody did their research, but everybody was talking about it. And people just jumped in free will. And then everybody got hit. 
So, I did do my research. I went to the Zion website. That's about as far as it went. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I was research. Like, but but what I mean by research, motherfuckers, is, motherfuckers is making money. You know what I mean? And it was going good. And I'm thinking that the stock market. I said this is the generation that's finally getting involved in the stock market. So with that, after the stock market turned, the crypto started blowing up. Oh, okay. Let's all do this then. You know what I mean? The with, with the Doge, I still have uh, Doge Elon Mars. Uh, I still got a billion coins of that because I wanted to, you know, be a billionaire and and something. But it's a it's a mean coin. It's a mean yeah, coin. It's definitely and everything coin. is everything is down sixty and seventy percent for sure. I mean, um, so so I, if I like, I want to tell everybody invest with caution, man. Fuck this shit. Because with DeFi, until you pull your money out, it takes 28 days. And during those 28 days, I was trying to withdraw my money. That shit was still tanking. I pulled it out at the bottom. And, you know, I'm just one of the ones that got scarred. If you one of the ones that got got your got your coins, G, I'm proud of you. And uh, I'm obviously, you know, we, we, we splitting the coin heads and tails right now. Sure. And I didn't give up. I ain't saying fuck crypto. I didn't give up. I just got in the mouth with it at this i think point, it all i think <laughs> it happens i think it's all about like you know you don't know what you don't know but the more you know right. better, right so it comes down to education there's definitely a huge movement um going in what i believe the right direction because let's face it man i america wasn't really founded off the best principles right and we're kind of learning as we're growing we're, we're one of the youngest countries uh to be alive but when it comes to advances moving forward and how fast we're accelerating. We literally have robots that are taking over jobs. Like the shit is so insane that if you fail to adapt, you are gonna fail. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so I do believe it is going to go in the crypto direction, regardless if it's a one world crypto or not, which I think is, you know, but yeah, man, you just gotta get educated early, you know, early on. Fuck, bring it back to Nancy Pelosi. She's like in her 80s and she's a fucking millionaire because. No, 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 no. She's no, uh, she's like 200 years old. That's the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Nancy Pelosi is at least. It's a rumor that she's she drinks vampire blood at least once yeah, a week. She, and he's baby fetus. We know. So she's like, she's up, she's up there. She's very old, man. But, um, you know, as you go through life, you kind of catch trends. And if they can do it, we can do it, regardless if it's on a market that we're comfortable with in the present. Or regardless if it's going to be a market that everyone will soon be comfortable with in the future. Yeah. You know, I think at the end of the day, my my I guess my closing statement is that everybody just gain knowledge. And with knowledge, mm-hmm. you need understanding because you can have all the knowledge without understanding, you still like in the same place. So yeah. if it's stock market, learn about the stock market, the ins and outs. If it's the crypto market, learn about crypto. And my best advice is never take advice from from people off the internet. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you got it. And if you do do your research in a sense of see if that company is profitable or not and learn, learn what a balance, their balance sheets, look what their earnings look like. What are their revenues? What are their debts look like? What are they like? You got to like really break the numbers and you got to look at the numbers, right? It got it. You got to look at the numbers to see if they're profitable or not. And then look at the chart and zoom all the way out the last 10 years. If they've, if their chart price action has been hanging off to the bottom, right? That, that's slang for meaning unprofitable, profitable, unprofitable stocks. If they've been hanging out to the bottom right of the chart, you might not want to put money into that. And if you and if they've been a, a growth, uh, a growth, a growth stock, I put it like this: If you're investing in stocks, keep it soup, keep it simple, stupid. Mm. If you don't want risk ETFs. 
if you invest in the Qs, which is the tech tech ETF fund, you're investing in a small percentage of, of, of major companies like Apple, uh, NVIDIA, AMD, Tesla, et cetera. Put your money there. If you want to get into a bigger, uh, that's 100 top companies in that tech aspect for the Qs. If you want to do 500 companies, get into the standard importers, also known as SPY. You buy into that ETF. You're buying 500 co- companies, a piece of each of those companies. So what I mean by that is if you go to if you go to Sam's Club or uh, Costco and you want a bag of the chips, they usually have the variety bag. If you buy the variety bag, you got you got Lay's, you got Plain Jones, you got Doritos, you got cheddar cheese, whatever, right? You just got a bunch of different ones. That's the way that these ETFs are. So if you want to take the smart route, go that route. If you don't and you want to invest in single sing, uh, single stocks, look at growth stocks, look at blue chip stocks, like invest into profitable companies. Do you want to take a risk and, and play with some penny stocks, meaning under $5 stocks? Sure. Let that be 2% of your portfolio. Don't put all your, all your, all your womp into one small stock, put it, spread it out, diversify your, your, uh, your portfolio. Same thing with crypto, 25% Bitcoin, 35% blue chips, Ethereum, Solana, AMD, Polkadot, uh, XRP, whatever, 10% DeFi, DeFi finance, Look at 10% of ETF platforms, not just, e- I'm not talking about ETF, the pictures. That's a whole nother segment, something I can talk about. Uh, the platforms that's going to support ETFs. Uh, if you're going to do mean coins, let that be 2% because it's super valuable and you'll get wrecked. Um, yeah, man, that's all I got, bro. <laughs> no, man. Go, get, go, get, go get my book, Go get my book, bro. We're, we're going to go around and do, um, <laughs> I, no, I loved it. I love the knowledge you give us. Um, and we're, don't worry, we're going to bring it you know, all around to everyone, but yes, we are, we're past time and that's fine. We had a lot of fun stuff to talk about. A lot of interesting stuff. It was you know, a great, love, it was a good I, podcast. It was, it was a, a great, great podcast. Very um, you're, you're an amazing guest, um, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, give it to everyone here to do, uh, you know, their last minute plugs. Stephanie, you got any last minute plugs for us? Yes, I do. So this past week, I got my nails done by the one and only Tita. Yeah. I know every single time I get my nails done, I always shout out my nail tech. So if you're on Instagram and you guys live in New York City, if you're in the Bronx area, look up Tita. It's T-I-T-A Nails. She's on Instagram. She's absolutely freaking amazing. Just recently, I had done, um, I had a photo shoot and I worked with a photographer. His name is Don and his um, his Instagram is D <laughs> period um, O period N period D photos. And also, um, if you're in the Queens area, you can um, definitely look up Chasey Flicks. That's C-H-A-S-E-Y-F-L-I-X. <laughs> she, uh, oh, she, uh, she, uh, I think her phone died. <laughs> oh, so, no. oh, man, poor Stephanie. Um, no, we, uh, hopefully she could text us or get back in here. But um, all right, that was uh, half of Stephanie's plugs. Jimmy, you got any last minute plugs for listeners? That's hilarious. Oh man, I had so much to say on that thing whenever something <laughs> But anyway, man, I just want to give a good plug, man, to uh, you know, the Chargers. Uh good job so far. 27-24. It's a really close game. And then uh Chicago Bears, 12 to 20. Sorry, Chuck. This is gonna sound, you know, I, I hate Wait, the game's doing over. This. No, it's I not hate a, it's not over yet. It's fourth quarter, but I just wanted I, to say, you know, um you know we're not Jimmy, coming back. Jimmy, I hate doing this because it's you're saying the current score of a game for an episode that's not gonna drop until Wednesday. <laughs> so it's like like no one no one's hearing this live right now. <laughs> 
Like it's gonna be, we're gonna know the outcome of the games by Wednesday. Falcons are above the Browns, twenty-three twenty. Oh boy, that would be dope. If What's up? Fourth quarter, um, a minute and fifty-seven seconds left. So. Oh, and look at the fucking Bills. They brought it back. Exactly what I told you. It's 2020 now. Yeah, the Bills brought it back, man. It's, fuck the Bills, man. I, I know. The, fuck the Bills. But I mean, I'm, I, I told you. Oh my, I told you not to work fucking. It was like I, five. There's was like six. Anyway, man, whatever. Listen. <laughs> Josh listen, Allen's on a war this is another. Bro. This is Josh Allen's a beast. But this is nothing more than a timestamp in time. So whenever we review the, the, the audio clip and we listen to it, it's going to be amazing. But it's anyway. Last minute plugs, Mermzy. I already know that you do it the best. You kind of plug everybody in at the end. I just wanted to give a little bit of insight, man. Shooter, thank you so much, man, for coming on. Coming on, dude. Uh, your your knowledge, your expertise is like very, very well. I love it. Love everything you did, man. Thank you so much. No, man, I appreciate you guys, man. It's always a good time. Yeah, it's uh, it's always a great time having you. Um, well, actually, before we get into mine and Shooter's, uh, Chuck, you got any last minute plugs for listeners? In studio, hey, comedian. Just just find us on uh, Instagram, you know, at Topaz Ken. Uh Topaz Ken on some YouTube if you want to get some laughs. Look at some some uh what's the B word I'm looking at looking for? So uh, booty? Vintage. Oh vintage. no, that's it V word. We got a lot of we got a lot of we still we're still getting love on our YouTube. Yeah. Facts. Look at some vintage. yeah, this is true. Look at some vintage uh comedy skits. You know, if you're tired of Saturday Night Live and uh you want to see something funny. Go there. Other than, <laughs> other than that, you know, uh, sorry I'm late. You know, uh, the the mattress took me out. I heard. I, looked at that I wish it was. Minute. I wish it was some booty that took me out. Oh man! <laughs> so, cool. <laughs> so cool to be like, yo, I was slapping cheeks and they knocked me out, but that uh, was that would be great. <laughs> next time. Yeah. Next time. Yeah, next, time. next next Sunday. Next Sunday. Well, thank you, Chuck. We we love probably having you not. On. Um. <laughs> You're always you're always hilarious. We love having you on. You're always welcome. Um, and my last minute plugs before we get into our honored guest, of course, you can follow me, Christian Merms, on Instagram. That is my uh, private Instagram. So, uh, you know, it's locked to the public. So if you really want to follow it, I'll check you out and see if you're an actual real person, not someone trying to scam me and I will accept it. But the one I really want you to follow is great morning underscore the podcast on Instagram. That is the uh, great morning podcast instagram that's where we will tell you who's going to be you know new guests or you know returning guests or new episodes new specials all that is on there we post on it we post on the story so go check that one out give that one a follow please we really uh really enjoy it when you do that um and you can follow us uh, especially with two l's on the end you can follow trip god jimmy that is t-r-y-p-g-o-d-j-i-m-i on instagram you can follow you love steph on instagram you can follow steffy underscore underscore zero on tiktok you can follow You Love Steph now on OnlyFans, so go check that out. Uh, and, of course, get your merchandise at shopgreatmorning.com. Again, that is shopgreatmorning.com. It's getting colder, guys, so we got some sweatshirts for you. So go ahead and get a sweatshirt, you know, or a T-shirt, you know. I don't know. You might live in fucking Aruba, you know. I get it. You don't need a sweatshirt. So go get a T-shirt then. But, yes. Uh, oh, and one last thing. We uh, and we announced it in the last episode, of course, um, but just in case anyone missed it, we definitely know what our next special is going to be and it is of course the halloween spectacular part four all right we're doing it again this year we're gonna have a lot of fun we got a lot planned for that um so please check that out and that of course will drop on halloween so you don't have to wait to hear a date from us that's on halloween baby that one comes out but yes that'll probably be our last special of the year too before we get into you know of course our season finale um so you know, we hope you enjoy it. We're going to work really hard at it, and uh, it's going to be a great time. So go check it out when it drops. Um, but other than that, that was my last minute plugs. Shooter, my man, thank you so much for coming on. I uh, 
I myself am going to be getting involved in a lot of this soon, but I have to wait until something in my life is, uh, is uh, I'm done doing it. And I will tell you exactly what that is when we stop recording. So it doesn't sound so weird, <laughs> but yes, I am. Obviously I'm going to contact you because you know exactly what you're talking about. You're very well spoken on this. You're very knowledgeable of the subject and uh, you're a really great guy in general. And we love it. Have, we love having you on. So uh, please come back and uh, please give us your last minute plugs, man. Man, first and foremost, man, I appreciate you guys for the invite back. We definitely uh, kicked the shit last time, and this was good as well, too. So I appreciate y'all. Uh, always a big fan of what y'all are doing. I'm not just saying that. Uh, continue to do what you guys, what you guys are doing. You're doing, you're doing good work. So shout out to you guys. Yeah, man. If y'all want to follow me, man, all my social media: TikTok, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, IG, Facebook, all of them. Wall Street Shooter. Come get tapped in, man. Tap in with with the stock market. Um, I do. I'm a I'm an options trader during the day, oh, uh, long term investor. And I'm very big into cryptocurrency and DeFi passive earning passive income, and also mining. I also do crypto mining as well. If you want to be part of my Discord, I have a Discord community. We talk about investing, different investment opportunities. We talk about different plays. I don't signal plays as far as the stock market i rather teach you how to fish because if i decide to shut down the discord at least you have the knowledge to go out and do it your damn self mm. uh, so i have that discord community as well i just dropped a book on uh last week it's called how to crypto it's an 18 page ebook and i made an over an hour video video guide that talks about the ebook from page to page i also show you how to build your own wallets, sign up for crypto, different resources and sites that I use, pretty much just bonus content. So right now that's available on Gumroad. Um, also, if the link is in my, any of my bios on social media. You click that. It's pretty simple. Click the uh, link in the bio. You, the book is there on Linktree. Click it, purchase it, whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's all I got, man. Shout out to everybody out there that's uh, securing those bags. For sure. And Mags, kid. Thank you so much, man, for coming on. It's always an honor having you. And uh, listen. Oh, the Falcons just won. Let's go. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. (laughs) Shout out to the Falcons. Let's do it. Shout out to the Falcons. One last plug. Oh yeah, there you my go. bad, Christian. No, no, you're great. I was like, I was. You said it really quickly, and I'm like, wait, what did he just say? And I was like, oh, okay, I processed it. It took me a second, but no, great. That's fantastic. And again, we love having you on. Thank you for coming. Um, and that was our episode, guys. Great morning. Sure. Appreciate. It. Great morning. Morning. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, all right. Great morning. Great morning. Good morning.